Santa's got a brand new bag. Public forum. Public forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. I mean, you do the math, a hundred people. Four minutes apiece, that's 6.66 hours. <laughs> that's an evil hour. But <clears throat> we got 6.66 hours of time, and we could very well have topics that come up that would constitute 100 people out there, and we know that that could happen. That's not, I, I have no problem with the time, but that's gonna be kind of expensive <laughs> right here when we have what's surrounding us. We're expected this, but we have to have that staff to surround us. All right, so what's going on here in the Santa Rosa County Commission meeting? The voice you heard there was uh, Carrie Smith, Commissioner for District 2. And uh, what's happening is Sam Parker, the now chairman from District 1, is proposing some changes to the meeting structure. One of those changes is to move the start time from the meeting up from its... So it's currently officially the meeting with the agenda starts at 9.30, but the public comment starts at 8.30, and they cut it off at 9.30 if it goes too long. Uh, what he's wanting to do is move all of that up to 8 a.m., do the public forum, and then do the meeting. However many people are there are going to let them talk for four minutes a piece, uh, a piece until they uh, run out of their stuff, okay, whatever that is. And he said, well, if there's 100 people, you know, Commissioner Calkins made the point, if there's 100 people at four minutes a piece, I want to stay here. You know, let's hear him speak. And Carrie's like, well, that's 6.66 hours. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> which is just kind of funny. But um, he's saying, look, if we do it that way, we're going to have staff time gets chewed up. That's a lot of them not doing their regular business because they have to be here to be available for all of this stuff. And um, and Sam is saying not just that, but he's saying, look, um, I think what we're going to do is we're just going to let them talk the one time. So they're going to be able to talk in public forum uh, for anything they want to talk about for four minutes. but they're not going to talk during the agenda items. So you get to talk one time at the beginning, and that's it. And yes, that is meant to streamline things as far as we can focus on the meeting, and you don't have... And I understand. You, can, you can't have an unlimited amount of trips to the, to the thing. You can't be concerned with the time frame and then allow... You could have five citizens that decide they're going to come up 20 times during the agenda and then everything we just talked about with a structured meeting and a time frame we go down the window and and he's right i mean that's the way it works now in i think all of your local meetings it might be that the santa rosa county school board doesn't do it this way as sam seemed to indicate uh but everybody else you op, the public forum is for anything you want to talk about that's not on the agenda some you know like the santa rosa the escambia county commission it's it has to be not on the agenda but then you can talk on the agenda too so you could talk 10 times and it's been done before and sometimes it's been done by people who have things to say and sometimes it's been done by people who are just obnoxious uh, and just want to talk over and over and over again and that is a risk 
but the problem is if you do it this way, what Sam is proposing is you get four minutes at the beginning of the meeting to say anything you want to say about anything that's on the agenda or not on the agenda, and that's it. You're done after that. Then we have our meeting. Um, that's unusual, especially because even in like Tallahassee, uh, you, you can talk on different items as they come up. You can even talk on the amendment to a bill and then the bill itself. I mean, the public gets to talk. Now, a lot of times they wave in support or wave in opposition, but it seems weird to me to say that people cannot talk about the things when they're actually happening. They have to do it only in public, public forum ahead of time, and then the board can have all their conversations after that. It's a change, and it is definitely a reduction in public ability to speak on these items. I know he's trying to create a more orderly meeting, um, and he's trying to thwart what we're now seeing as kind of electioneering from the podium by people who are running for office. And I agree that's also a concern. I wish people would have a little bit more restraint on that. But, you know, <laughs> restraint and politics aren't always mixed all that well. And uh, one person who does talk an awful lot from the podium as a member of the public and somebody who is running for office uh, got into a little bit of it with uh, Sam Parker yesterday. We'll get to that in just a second. Before that, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? All right. Uh, Lillian Highway, Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. Nine Mile not showing any issues. Uh, Mobile Highway uh, in front of Beulah Elementary School is a little slow in both directions due to the school zone there. Uh, no slowdowns on Cervantes. Bayfront Parkway is checking in without delays. If you're driving out of Milton this morning toward Pace on Highway 90, you're smooth sailing all the way into Pensacola. And it uh, looks like Highway 29 south through Cantonment. No slowdowns reported. Highway 98, no accidents slowing you down as of yet. If you do see something out there, let us know. Our traffic tip line is 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. So back to Santa Rosa County Commission, the committee meeting yesterday. And by the way, I think this is also what's going to be on the Milton uh, City Council agenda for tonight because I think Scott Collins is proposing something very similar where basically the public gets to talk in the forum section and not during the agenda uh, items as well, which, you know, look, the pitchfork posse, <laughs> you know, it's the old problem of we don't have to have a curfew until people misbehave at night. And then all of a sudden, all the teenagers have a curfew. Well, you know, you don't have to redo the way your meeting rules run until people abuse the meeting rules, which has been happening for several years in both Santa Rosa and the County Commission and in the Milton City Council meetings. So at some point, bad behavior gets restrictions imposed. I, I don't like the restrictions. I don't particularly agree with this one, but I understand the point of it. Nevertheless, that did not stop there from being, I would call this skirmish number one, because uh, there's likely to be more of this on Thursday. Uh, I would be very surprised if there's not some big fighting about this tonight in Milton and also on Santa Rosa on Thursday. But okay, so um, uh, Jerry Cooey, who is uh, running for the seat currently occupied by James Calkins, District 3, and against Rhett Rowell, who's also running for that same seat. James has not declared that he's running for re-election yet. But anyway, there, he's running, and he is a very common contributor, right? He's a friend here. He's been on the show many times. Uh, Jerry is, um, uh, what's the word I want? Well, he's not shy. <laughs> I think it's the kind way to say it. Uh, he always has an opinion, okay? And so he sort of suddenly realizes this, that, oh, my God, we won't get to speak during the agenda review. We're done. And he seems to not like it. So this is the interchange between him and Sam Parker. Sam is the is the uh District uh, 1 representative and the chairman of the board right now. And yes, that is meant to streamline things as far as we can focus on the meeting. And you don't have... And I understand. You, can, you can't have an unlimited amount of trips to the to the thing. You can't be concerned with the time frame and then allow... You could have five citizens that decide they're going to come up 20 times 
during the agenda. And then, no, I'm sorry. I think I'm, I just played that exact clip. Pardon me. This is the interaction between uh, Sam and Jerry. Devan, I'm going to turn it back to you. And again, I'm not being disrespectful, but I, I just, hey, from the beginning of the meeting, I said, you know, this is this is where we're going to be at. And um, as far as we're not we're not going to have more well, coming uh, back. We're, we're going to have to have some. All right. Listen, that's Jerry Cooey. No, you're, you're not recognized. Devan? You're not given any... Mr. Cooey. There's no definitive discussion <clears throat> yeah. over how agenda items are going to be held in the resolution. Okay. Mr. Cooey, I'm asking you respectfully. This is not a campaign time for you to come over here. And he's saying there's not enough time to react to the agenda items. It's not, he's, got, he's off the mic, right? He's had the mic turned off on him. I amplified the what you could sort of barely make out from him in the crowd you, at, at the podium, but with the mic turned off. You heard me say at the beginning we were going to have public forum you have the opportunity and you know that because i said you can come back thursday during that public forum you can email any of us you can call us we are not going to have this i'm not recognizing you your mic's been muted so everything you just said was not recorded for online okay you heard me say you're not recognized i'm going to ask you respectfully as a grown man to have decorum and sit back down i, I just Thank want you. to make sure that i understand so he's asking the question, so I just want to understand that all five county commissioners are agreeing not to let we the people, uh, his phrase, uh, participate during the agenda items. Mr. Cooey, you've already had the opportunity to speak. We're just asking you to follow the rules like the elementary school teacher did too, okay? Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, all I'm saying is uh, this will be interesting on Thursday, and it is most definitely a restriction in time and number of incidences of public input. I understand the concern that Sam and apparently uh, Scott Collins and and City of Milton are trying to address and solve. Um, Let me put it this way. I don't ever go to these meetings. I I watch at home. I'm too busy doing 13 things while I'm watching these meetings, okay? I was watching at home. Um, and sometimes after the fact, I'm a fairly reasonable public speaker. I mean, I do get paid (laughs) to do it. I am interested in multiple items that might be on most of these agendas. I don't go and I don't participate because I I have my show, right? It's not, it's not my job to go to the podium and say things. Um, if I were a member of the public and did not have this show, I might well show up with an interest in talking on multiple of these topics. And my capacity to speak in public, organize my thoughts, be cogent and concise would be challenged by a situation in which I have, let's say, three agenda items and maybe some other topic of interest to me to try to make four clear, organized, coherent points in four minutes standing at a podium talking to the county commission. I would find that hard. I think it's unreasonable to expect the public in general to be able to pull that off, assuming they're passionate, interested, and they've got more than a couple of things that they'd like to talk about. It's hard enough to do one four-minute commentary that's cogent and even cons- – I mean, it seems like four minutes is a long time. You know, it goes by pretty quick. So 
I understand Sam's argument that, look, they got two chances, public forum on Monday and public forum on Thursday. I'm sure that's going to be a similar argument that Scott's going to make tonight. But it's it's a major change in the way these meetings happen. I would much rather see them say, okay, three minutes at the beginning, say whatever you want. We're going to give speakers during the agenda time based on the number of speakers, like they do in Tallahassee. Two minutes is going to be the default, or three minutes is going to be the default. If there's a lot of speakers, we'll pull it down to two, pull it down to one, pull it down to a half, something like that. Um, but I, I really don't like telling the public they can't interact even before the commissioners decide these items on the agenda. That's my view. You can feel free to agree or disagree with me uh, however you like it. Uh, I do feel a little bit like somebody's trying to cancel all my good segments, but whatever. 723 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Did you know that the golden rule given to us in Scripture is given in the context of prayer? Matthew chapter 7, verse number 12 gives us the golden rule. The Bible there says, Whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. Just previous to this verse in Matthew 7 are instructions that we are to ask, seek, and knock through prayer, and the Lord will provide good things. So understanding that the golden rule is given in the context of prayer, the question is, do you pray for others like you would want them to pray for you? Are you in a situation where you need God to provide for you in a huge way, I suggest that you not only ask, seek, and knock for your needs, but that you ask, seek, and knock for the needs of others, and then marvel at how God not only meets their needs, but yours as well. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. The Volkswagen Sign and Drive event wraps up the year at Peakmore Imports. And that means with zero down payment, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, and zero first month payment, you can lease the 2024 Volkswagen Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos at Peakmore Imports today. It's never been easier to bring a shiny new Volkswagen home for the holidays. All you have to do is just sign your name. There's no down payment, no security deposit, nothing due at signing, and no first month payment. How much easier could it be? Just sign your name and you'll be driving a 2024 Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos home today. And as the new year comes to close, Pete Moore Imports wishes everyone a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Pete Moore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Speedmore Imports is at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. For highly qualified customers through Volkswagen Credit, zero first month payment up to $900. Offer ends January 2nd, 2024. See dealer for details. An affiliated insurance reminder that open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st. This year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan. Get personalized support from an appointed Florida Blue agent. Their agents are trained to help you find a health plan that fits your lifestyle and budget, not theirs. It's about finding the right plan for you and not the pricing. Call 850-477-5840 to schedule an appointment with your Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitations. Health insurance from Blue Cross Blue Shield Florida, Inc., BBA Florida Blue. A gift certificate from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa makes the perfect last-minute gift for all your hard-to-buy-for loved ones on your list. After all of the preparation and work getting ready for the holidays, they need to relax. And Stillwater's makes it easy for you. You can get a gift certificate in minutes by going to swmedspa.com on your smartphone and then have it emailed or printed out at home. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa voted Best Spa on the Coast and Best of the Bay 18 years in a row. swmedspa.com 
Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Gold and silver, silver and gold. Wahoo! <laughs> Nothing. I love Yukon Cornelius. Might be one of my. One of my favorite characters, not even just in Christmas movies, but in movies in general. Just a, nothing. <laughs> 727 News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fires for us. Jake? Well, we're looking good out there so far this morning. No major slowdowns or uh, accidents to report. Uh, looks like Highway 98 westbound uh, through Tiger Point is flowing smoothly. Uh, Lillian Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. No uh Issues on Nine Mile. Mobile Highway is clear through Beulah and Pensacola. A little bit of slowdown in front of Beulah Elementary uh, for the school zone, but not too bad. No slowdowns on Cervantes. And Bayfront Parkway is checking in without delays. Uh, also coming out of uh, Pace, uh, or coming out of Milton into Pace on Highway 90, you're looking good there as well. Highway 29 south through Cantonment, no slowdowns reported. If you have any traffic info to report this morning, let us know. 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Jake, I'm sorry. I was looking at something else. Did you report on I-110 uh, South? I, I didn't have time to check the text before so, I went no, on this that came, break. Uh, yeah, so we got a text in here. It says, uh, somebody dropped some pipes in the roadway southbound and created a hazard for a lot of cars on I-10 South. That's I-110 South. That's what I know. I-110 uh, South. So, debris. Right. Okay, I will look for that on the map. Thank also, you, Also, not particularly a traffic incident to be aware of, but somebody sent me a picture of the uh, Bankhead Tunnel in Mobile, and the LED board, or, you know, the, the reader board says, 12 feet, Clark, we are serious. <laughs> Oh, 12 feet we are serious clark either way it's, it's so perfect david wayne's in the newsroom with our headline the the people who do the the reader boards in mobile for the bankhead tunnel are pretty hilarious i love it uh david wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines david president biden will be meeting with ukrainian president vladimir Zelensky at the white house today Zelensky's visit uh coming at a critical moment in negotiations for emergency aid to ukraine Google has lost an antitrust lawsuit from video game company Epic Games. A jury decided that Google Plays phone app. Boy, sorry about that. Uh, Google Plays phone app. You need a spoon? I might. (laughs) Google Plays phone app is an illegal monopoly. Epic has been fighting uh, both Google and Apple over their app store payment sharing systems. They say Google was taking as much as 30% of sales. And uh, the company that owns Sports Illustrated has now fired its CEO after the magazine published numerous stories with fake author names and photos created by AI. The Arena Group said Monday Ross Levenzholm was uh, no longer in the position he's held for three years. Uh, of course, those articles were revealed uh, in a report from Futurism here just a couple weeks ago. You know, you know, the first mistake they made was like pretending it didn't happen and denying it and saying, oh, you misunderstand this. No, just always come clean with the worst version of what it is 
And then, you know, if you need to improve from there, good. But don't come out with the, like, halfway lie, and then it turns out that it's way worse than you even said in the beginning. That is never a good PR strategy. By the way, we don't know what the contrail was going on east-southeast from here. Maybe a SpaceX launch? We're not really sure. The picture's up on our Facebook page, though, if you want to see. We're trying to figure out what it was. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. House Republicans are expected to take another step today toward possibly trying to impeach President Biden. Fox's Alexandria Hoff in D.C. The House Rules Committee is going to consider the resolution that would authorize the impeachment inquiry. House Republicans are expected to vote to approve it. Mind you, this isn't a vote for impeachment just to allow for the inquiry and more investigative power into that. The full House vote to approve the resolution is expected tomorrow. Former President Trump leads every other Republican candidate by 50 points in a new Reuters poll. He's up two points head-to-head against President Biden. The corner of a seven-story apartment building collapses in the Bronx, New York, exposing several apartments. Nobody's been found trapped in the rubble. We don't know what caused this uh, corner of the building to come down, and we don't know if anymore if it's going to come down. New York City Fire Chief John Hodgins there. Only minor injuries reported. People hurt during the evacuation. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 at News Radio 923. It's 38 degrees. Partly cloudy skies this morning in Pensacola. When they meet this Thursday, Santa Rosa County leaders will likely be approving plans for the new District 1 Medical Examiner's facility. What I would have liked to do was see what we can do to help the current medical examiner facility that's there now improve. That would save us a ton of money instead of building a brand new Taj Mahal. And based on conversation yesterday, Commissioner James Calkins would be likely the only no vote. The plans do call for a new facility to be located in Santa Rosa County on Commerce Road near Avalon Boulevard. Last week, Escambia County's Board of Commissioners approved the agreement. Escambia, Santa Rosa, Okaloosa, and Walton counties will all be splitting the cost of construction for the facility, which is estimated at about $18 million. State Attorney Ginger Bowden-Madden has confirmed her office will be reviewing allegations brought against Escambia County Commissioner Jeff Bergosh regarding those text messages sent back in 2021. In an emailed statement, Madden says the office has received, quote, several inquiries, concerns, and allegations that communications between some commissioners may have been improper. Madden says they'll be reviewing all available government communications to determine if further investigation is warranted. There appears to be growing momentum towards a possible sale of a large portion of the OLF-8 property in Beulah. We have two parties that we are in serious negotiations with, and they're on hold right now pending seeing if we are going forward you know, with the county on an acquisition of this. And if so, then we're going to be uh, immediately picking one of them. They will be disclosed. I mean, if you want to come back up and see a uh, you know, dog and pony show by them, they will be able to do that. Fred Hemmer there with Beulah Town Center, LLC. Last Thursday morning, the Escambia County Board of Commissioners discussed their offer to buy 375 acres for $20 million. The consensus was the price per acre should be higher and 250 acres needed to be set aside for job creation. By that night, Beulah Town Center LLC had revised its offer to buy 290 acres for the same $20 million figure. The commissioners have authorized County Attorney Allison Rogers and County Administrator Wes Moreno to continue discussions with that developer. A former South Florida teacher is now facing charges for allegedly sending nude photos to an underage girl. 20-year-old Mauricio Ruiz was a part-time middle school teacher in Miami-Dade County when he began communicating with the victim. 
Investigators say Ruiz had friended the girl on Instagram, began chatting with her, FaceTiming, and eventually uh, sent photos of himself to her. Ruiz was arrested after paying the girl for explicit photos and videos. He now faces multiple charges. Well, this Friday night is one last chance for area high school football stars to suit up for the season. Pensacola Sports is hosting their annual All-Star Game, which will feature top players from Escambia, Santa Rosa, and Okaloosa counties. The game will start at 6.30 on Friday night and will be held at Booker T. Washington High School. Tickets are $10 for general admission, $5 for students. 7.35 at News Radio. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. Okay, well, the map just started getting busy here in the last five minutes. I'm going to get to a couple uh, uh, major issues right here, and then I'll, I'll do my research on the uh, the break here. Uh, big accident on uh, 9th Avenue southbound, about three blocks south of Jordan Street, right by the church. We have a, a vehicle crash there. It's going to cause some slowdowns. Uh, multiple cars on southbound uh, I-10, um, just north of Airport Boulevard. So if you're on I-10, um, headed uh, north, once you uh, get towards Airport Boulevard, you're going to see a bunch of cars on both sides of the, the road on the shoulders. Uh, multiple cars were in, involved in, uh, in a collision there, uh, so that will definitely be causing some problems. Uh, if you have any traffic info to report, keep uh, those traffic tips coming on in. 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. We are going to be very chilly as you go throughout the morning hours. Temperatures in the 30s. As we go into the afternoon, temperatures warming up near 62 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures falling again, 42 degrees for your low. By Wednesday, temperatures warming back up near 62 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping into the 51 degree range, and we are going to be seeing temperatures still in the low 60s as you go into your Thursday. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 38 in Pensacola, 42 in Gulf Breeze, and 35 in Milton. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Dom Savino with Your Money Now. Another not so great quarter for Oracle. Shares are down 9% pre market after the software company reported weaker than expected revenue for the last quarter. The company also provided guidance that fell short of expectations. Notably, though, Oracle says there's billions of dollars in cloud database demand out there that it currently cannot meet. That's why it's building 100 new data centers at a time where Oracle's cloud services revenue slowed for the second straight quarter. Further evidence demand for electric vehicles is much slower than expected. Ford says next year it will cut in half planned production of its all-electric F-150 Lightning pickup. That means roughly 1,600 vehicles made each week at a plant in Michigan. Ford has previously canceled or postponed $12 billion in upcoming EV investments. On Wall Street, futures are higher as the market tries to extend its winning streak to a fourth straight day, just a few minutes away from getting new data on consumer inflation. That's your money now. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. This is Lindsay and Chill Out Cryo Spa wishing you a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. 
And on behalf of the Appleyard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we want to wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is Heather Hurst with DR Horton, wishing a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Hi, this is Andrew McKay. Hey, everybody, this is Austin Price. Hi, I'm Steve Taylor. This is Joe Ford. Hi, this is David Wayne. And I wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Also a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas from my family and from all of us at News Radio 92.3. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. The Escambia County Sheriff's Office is already seeing the benefits of a new gunfire detection te technology it installed less than a month ago. That's called Spot Shotter, or Shot Spotter, I should say. As the name suggests, it can detect gunfire, count the number of shots fired, determine a location, and sound the alarm within seconds. Look, Bob, if you're going to mess up the name, you got to give credit to the person who messed the name up first. That's me. I'm the one who messes up that name more than you do. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'm sure more people are going to mess it up. Um, so it's actually called Shot spotter <laughs> and i have many times said it the wrong way uh joining us now we have a scamby county sheriff uh chip simmons advocate for this program and uh, early implementer of it sheriff welcome back to the pensacola morning news sir good morning andrew how are we all i'm good this has got to be pretty I, I mean you always want no crime to happen right but your job is to prevent as much as possible and to catch and punish whenever it does and this has got to be pretty satisfying to within the month of you guys installing um, ShotSpotter, you've gotten a rest from somebody who shot several times, right? Uh, yeah, you know, we've had the, the program in place for probably three weeks now. Uh, we've had about 21 indications, shot indications. And this is the first one where we've actually had someone shot. In the past, we've had you know indications that shots have gone off. When we get there, no one's around or, or, they're, or they're look like they're target practicing, that sort of thing. Um, but this time we got the call. I was actually listening to the radio, and and I'm you know we're trying to see if it's a real shooting or not. And when we get there, uh, as we're en route to it, then we get a 911 call. So obviously, uh, it, it 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 paid off because we were already en route. In fact, we were just a minute away from the scene itself. Um, we were able to make the arrest in this situation. It was a result of a, of a disagreement, and then the suspect actually went a couple houses down. So the victim told us he's like right there at this other house. So. Uh, in this case, I can't say ShotSpotter actually helped us apprehend them, but I think it's an indication of, of what we've been talking about, that we get the indication we can start heading to the scene uh, before we even get a 911 call. And as I mentioned earlier, had this been an individual in a drive-by type shooting, uh, we would be in, in the way maybe even as the vehicle is still leaving. So it, it just, it's just beneficial for us. We have this thing for two years. We're going to wait and see if exactly um, you know, if it's worth the money, really, because it's a very expensive program. And, and the money is, uh, what, state-funded, right? Representative Andrade uh, wrote right. the bill to, to fund that, right? It was. They, they worked with the shot spotter folks on, on, on a grant or an appropriation. Yeah. Um, and and that's way we, that way we were able to get it. We got three square miles in the county. Um, D.C. Reeves and I have been talking a lot, and they've got three square miles in the, in the city of Pensacola. So we'll have a total of, of six square miles. And, again, hopefully, it's like you said, it'll be a deterrent that someone will think, oh, mm -hmm. if, I, if I shoot a gun, then, then they'll know about it uh, in short order. 
and and then ultimately maybe we can apprehend those who are responsible. And I, I know you and I have talked about this a bunch, and people, many people might be already kind of familiar with it, but I just want to highlight the one of the major advantages of this system is that the machine instantly recognizes that it's a gunshot, directionally, positionally knows where it's happened, it's triangulated by the devices, and can immediately dispatch officers straight to their vehicle, hey, go here, we've got a shooting of some kind, and so you don't have to wait for the 5 or 10 or 20 people who heard it to all go through the process in their brains of do I call, don't I call, was it fireworks, was it a gun, does it matter, you know, and then somebody calls 911, and as fast as 911 is, it still takes time to get information from the person, and then the dispatcher has to notify over the radio, so you've got all kinds of time lags there that can be the difference between you know, as you said, maybe not in this case because you know maybe right. you would have solved it anyway. But if it's a drive-by, if it's you know vehicle-based, having police approaching the scene within five seconds or ten seconds of the shot instead of five or ten minutes is a massive difference in law enforcement response time. Right. You know what helped us also. What what I, what I didn't mention yet is that it indicated there was five shots shots fired, and then it also indicated exactly where those shots were from because this was the suspect was found at one location, the victim was found behind a house at a different location, and then we actually found the rounds, uh, the spent shell casings, exactly where the shot spotter said that they would be. So that enables us to gather valuable evidence, and even in this case, uh, while we made the arrest potentially without shot spotter, I think that the evidence um, that we were able to find uh, the the spent shell casings were likely because of shots by close exactly where they'd be and told us how many to look for. Oh wow! So it worked out. It worked out very well. Yeah, that's a that's a great improvement over. Well, we think it was in the field. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I heard three or four shots. It could be coming from here. Right. But it could be a block away. Exactly. Um, wow, you know, that's it, which makes would make it more difficult. Again, I, I'm I'm horrified that we had the event, but I'm really impressed that the technology is working exactly the way that it's supposed to work. Uh, meanwhile, uh, here pretty close to the station, uh, here by University Mall, we had a shooting. Uh, somebody was shot in the head at the Red Roof Inn. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was last Thursday. You know, late late last week, about one o'clock in the morning, we got a report that individual had been shot over here at the Red Roof Inn. We get there, we find there was an individual that was deceased from his injuries. Uh, looked like it did look like a single gunshot. Uh, we do have some witnesses to the to, to the um, the event. Uh, but we're asking if anyone has information to give us a call or call Crime Stoppers, 433-STOP. Right, and uh, always for people who – there's always people coming to the area and don't know things, and I want to make sure that we include them and give them the best information. Um, Crime Stoppers will pay you for information that leads to an arrest or conviction. You must not tell them your name. Yeah, you yeah have, they, they, by law you have to remain anonymous, or they can't give you the money. Correct. If you give them your name, then then you you're you're no longer eligible for the reward. Now. I know this was an FHP case, so I, I don't know how much you might know about it or can talk about it, but we had a, I guess a guy was driving and in a pursuit and flipped his car, and in the process of arresting him through the chase, he was caught with marijuana, not particularly a big news item, uh, but he was caught with a Glock that had been equipped with the Glock switch. So for people who don't know, the Glock switch is a little device you insert in the, um, uh, basically in the slide area of the pistol turns it into a fully automatic pistol. Um, if you've ever seen old John Woo movies like Face Off, you know that's the, what they're using in those things uh, is that kind of behavior. My understanding is we hadn't really had this problem here. It's been in Mobile. Are, do you know anything about this case, or can you comment generally? Is that the first one you know of where we've arrested somebody having that here in Pensacola? Yeah, that's the one that I, first one that I'm aware of. I spoke yesterday to our gun crimes uh, people who keep track of all that, and they actually went back to the last six months. And that we have not made any any uh, arrests based upon the, you know fully automatic handguns. 
um, that have been converted. Um, and we haven't seized any during search warrants either. We've seized plenty of guns, as, right. as you know, during search warrants. But we haven't, we have not seen that that here. What um, I'll ask you after you do traffic, but kind of what level of concern do you have about that? We'll come back in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Okay, we've got a couple issues to report this morning on your commute. Uh, if you're driving down Ninth Avenue southbound, about three blocks south of Jordan Street, right by the church, we have a report of a vehicle crash blocking part of the roadway. Also, I-10 southbound just before the airport boulevard, or I'm sorry, I-110 southbound just before the airport boulevard exit. Uh, multi-car accident, cars are off on the side of the shoulder uh, on both sides of the of the highway, and uh, could be debris in the roadway still, uh, possibly big uh, pieces of debris in the roadway. Traffic is backing up on Pine Forest northbound to get on to I-10 uh, eastbound. Pensacola Boulevard through Inslee slow in both directions and Highway 98 through Tiger Point slow at the light at Garcon Point and Avalon westbound. This traffic report is brought to you by Torgerson Causey. If you need help with planning your business benefits, let Torgerson Causey help lead the way. Go to tcbenefitsgroup.com. Keep your traffic tips coming into 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, back to Sheriff Chip Simmons, the scammy kind of Sheriff Chip Simmons. Um, I know it's just the first one, and I know there's a lot of guns running around that you guys wind up arresting people, possessing uh, illegally. But do you have much of a concern about this particular, this uh, aut- fully automatic pistol the Glock with the Glock switch on it? Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm concerned about criminals having any weapons. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment. I'm a supporter of good guys having guns. Um, but if you're going to commit a crime and you're going to steal a gun or you're going to convert a gun um, during uh, the commission of a crime or use it during commission of a crime, I'm very concerned about, about that sort of thing. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't really understand. that uh, The handguns don't have that, that big a magazine. So right. if you're in fully automatic, it's not going not gonna to last long. And having been on a SWAT team a long time and, and fired plenty of Fully automatic weapons. It takes some some practice. It's not as easy as the television or the movies make it make it seem like it is. Uh, but anytime you have a, a a criminal with a with a gun, anytime you have a criminal with a uh, you know a semi-automatic or a long gun, and and then obviously you have one that may be inclined to have a uh, fully automatic weapon. That's that's a concern. And, you know, I'm glad you said. I was going to ask you that same question because that was my thought. Is just as a tactical matter. I would rather have a single shot pistol because it's so hard to control something like that, that weirdly, though it's going to get off a lot of rounds and they're going to go anywhere, it's not likely to be all that effective. I'd be more scared by the guy who's taking his time to aim and shooting a shot at a time. But, you know, I was glad you said that because I had weirdly had that same thought about this, these things. Now I know I'm wrong because I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Me and Andrew are saying the same, on the so same one line. Of the, one of us is wrong. <laughs> oh, you're so mean. I love it. Um, uh, speaking of weapons, um, I was talking to Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson yesterday, and he had made the comment that they had a drive-by um, that they found AK-47 shells. Mm-hmm. And he had said he was working with your agency on this, that there might be some connection with something in Escambia County. And I just didn't know if you knew anything about that or were aware of that investigation in any way. Yeah, I'm not aware of that. Okay. That and I mean, I know a huge agency, lots of other things going on. I just didn't right. know if that was something that you were aware of. Um, you guys also, I guess, had a, like a, a swatting incident maybe yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, yesterday afternoon, uh, probably, I don't know, three, four, after, eight o'clock in the afternoon, I got a call saying, hey, you've got an individual that's on a phone, and they're claiming that they have shot uh, one of their parents, and they're about to shoot their other parent. Well, as you know, we, we respond to these very serious, and we take them seriously. Um, fire department got the call. They, they were en route. Uh, ambulance crew was, was en route. Um, I believe they may have even dispatched a life flight or a helicopter, whatever helicopter they use. Um, but come to find out, we, we made contact at the house, um, the individuals that were there, while the names were correct, 
uh, or the name was correct. Uh, there was nothing. There was nothing to it. Obviously, that it was a what we call a swatting s when people call and make up an, a, a, an event, um, you know, for whatever floats their boat type type of thing. Um, so, but I don't think that they understand the the, the response that we we take and the, the danger to, you know, to the responders and to danger to the to the public that that, that we that could be whenever we respond to this type of a situation. So it's, it's uh, when we find out who it is, we will certainly charge them with it. Um, and fortunately, no one was injured. You know, we were professional in our response. Uh, emergency management was responsible, obviously, in their response. And, and so it, it worked out, um, you know, to be nothing, which we we're very fortunate of. But I, I, I just want people to understand the dangers, you know, of, of this type of a call. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so reckless. It's so dangerous. It raises everybody's alert level. And if you're responding to a case where you think it's a shooting or you think it's a bomb or something like that, and it's just a person, I mean, right. anything can go so wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've had, unfortunately, some of these scenes, the NAS shooting and some different ones we've right. had uh, that had been, you know, um, the Home Depot shooting we had. They, these were these were legitimate calls. Um, in this scenario that, that you know, we're, we're stopping all the calls where our dispatchers are, are concentrating on this type of a call because we, you have to get it right. And right. so we have not one, but, you know, several deputies that are en route. Um, and then we put other things on hold, other important calls on hold. Fire department, um, EMS are, are putting other calls on on hold, and and imagine what you know what type of calls that the ambulance crew would have. Someone needs an ambulance. Someone is hurting. There could be potentially a heart attack, um, you know, some life threatening illness, and then they have to put that on hold because they want to get there to the scene in case there's an active active shooter type right. situation. Um, so yeah, it's 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 obviously. Uh, very time-consuming, it, and it's uh, a bit nerve-wracking. Absolutely. Uh, last thing I just, uh, you know, wanted to ask you, obviously last Wednesday, NAS Pensacola, on the anniversary of the terrorist attack, of course, you're very familiar with that, having been on the scene just yeah. after it was resolved. Um, you're, I don't know, just curious how you reacted and your agency, how people were taking it that you had a bomb threat that same anniversary day. Turned out to be, you know, nothing. I mean, not nothing because they arrested somebody, but, you know, pretty alarming i mean i know how i reacted when it was 9 30 in the morning and i'm starting to hear this and i'm getting a hold of you to find out more information yeah you know it's uh, obviously we, we we knew it was the anniversary of the of the terrorist attack at pensacola nas um but but we because we knew it was the anniversary uh we also knew that there would be some false some false or we suspected there would be some false alarms just like we would on 9 11 you know we, we start looking ahead and look at these anniversaries because we know people will also understand those, and they think that the people that are involved in terror, um, they want to inflict as much terror as they possibly can. So they use these dates because they know people are either on edge or people believe that you are know, more inclined to believe it. Um, in this situation, again, uh, we were called to you know just to, to to assist. They were they were blocking the or locking the gates, I should say. Um, and and you know my thoughts were that man, I hope this isn't this isn't you know true. I hope this is not. You know, not again type type of situation. Right. But um, you know, we've been there before, and, and we have again the swatting incident I just referred to. Uh, we've also had many you know false bomb threats at at our schools, unfortunately. So we we respond as if they're real, but we also understand that they may not that they may not be, in hope that they may not be. Absolutely. Uh, Chip Simmons, he is the sheriff in Escambia County. As always, sir, thank you so much for the time. I uh, won't see you next week, uh, but uh, have a great uh, Merry Christmas. I keep wanting to say great Christmas. I don't know why. Have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before <laughs> the new see. year. Uh, but uh, always good to see you, sir. Thank you for keeping us safe and informed. I appreciate it. You bet. Y'all take care. 7.53 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. This is Tort Talk with personal injury lawyer Terrence A. Gross. 
Hi, this is Terrence A. Gross. Did you know that Floridians can stack uninsured motorist coverage? If you have three vehicles with 25,000 stacking UM, that equates to $75,000 in total coverage. Therefore, always choose stacking coverage if you have more than one vehicle in your household. Tort Talk is brought to you by Terrence A. Gross. Call 434-3333 or check them out at grossandschuster.com. Join Travis Thompson with Climatech of Professional Air, an American standard heating and air conditioning independent customer care dealer in the Pensacola area on the Pensacola Expert Panel, Thursday at 9.30. Join in as Travis discusses how you can lower your energy bill and create a healthy, comfortable home. Join him Thursday morning at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Secret offers, guaranteed returns, over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit slofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Breakfast with Santa benefiting the Gulf Coast Kids House at Casino Beach Bar is Saturday morning. Tickets include a breakfast buffet and goodie bag. Your kids will get a special picture with Santa. See gulfcoastkidshouse.org for more. Don't miss the First City Lights Festival, part of Pensacola Winterfest. The historic district is lit up with more than half a million lights. See downtownpensacola.com. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. Friday morning at 10.30, join A-Hope on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe that every life is precious, that every wag of a tail, every perk, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. Discover the resources you need to make your community a better place for pets. Friday at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Hello, everyone. This is Austin Price wanting to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Mr. Hooper, I'm not talking about pleasure boating or day sailing. I'm talking about working for a living. I'm talking about sharking. So we've been continuing to try to just figure out what we saw in the sky, and uh, it looks like best information looks like it was just a plane, not coming from Pensacola, uh, but that was flying over in the vicinity at that time. Uh, one report I got from somebody says there was a Southwest jet going around that time, and uh, just the right conditions to have a really cool looking thing that wasn't a space. I didn't think. I mean, I, I, there was. I was thinking like SpaceX from Canaveral to here. That would be an incredible visibility. But I mean. I know we've seen bizarre things before. So, 7:57 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, Jake's got a very short traffic for us because nothing's Ooh. happening. Oh, I know. I know. Um, if you're driving down Ninth Avenue southbound at uh, about three blocks south of Jordan Street, right by the church, we have reports of a vehicle crash blocking part of the roadway. Also, our, our major slowdown this morning, I-110 southbound, just before the airport boulevard exit. Uh, we have a multi-car accident. All cars are off on the shoulder, but there's a lot of debris in the roadway. Uh, this is causing major slowdown on I-10. 
10 East. Um, a backup could last a while due to all these cars being there and having to be uh, worked. Um, traffic is also going to back up on Pine Forest northbound to get onto I-10 eastbound. Um, Otherwise, Pensacola Boulevard through Inslee, slow in both directions. Highway 98 through Tiger Point, slow at the light at Garson Point and Avalon. And uh, we just had a call in from a, a listener. Highway 90 westbound coming out of pace at the end of the causeway. Uh, there's a multi-car accident there as well with injuries. Crews are not even on the scene yet. Uh, so that is definitely going to cause some major slowdown getting out of pace. If you see anything else out there this morning, please let me know. 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. All right, Jake. Uh, David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder's legal case related to the Flint water crisis is now over. A judge dismissed charges against Snyder and ordered his booking photo, fingerprints, and police records to be destroyed. He'd been charged with willful neglect of duty. It was the first time a former governor had been charged for something that happened while he was in office. And uh, all seven members of K-pop band BTS are now serving mandatory military service in South Korea. It's required there. Uh, it had been deferred until they were 30, but they're all serving now. Serving and singing, I hope. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can't find a, uh, a military tactical implementation for those dance moves, you know? I mean, uh, may- may- maybe there's a way. Probably not. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.